The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. The views expressed by the hosts and guests of the Comic Book Chronicles are the opinions of said hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinions of the Comic Book Chronicles, the Click Nation, or the Coast Leather Podcast Network in any part. Thank you. Oh yeah, so that was apparently the the also the 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 supposedly the big secret that Finn was supposedly telling Ray um in Rise of the Skywalker, which still sounds stupid. I mean, if if you know, it would have been just as silly if it was pretty, pretty much trying to tell her he loved her, because there really is no basis for that relationship to even be like that. But then again, worse again, Star Wars has had more sillier things have happened. But uh, according to this article, that's what they're saying that that might have been the big secret. Which we, again, some of us pretty much knew already from freaking Force Awakens that he was Force sensitive. They just never really said it. I'm putting that out there right now, <laughs> or I've been putting that out for for any time we've talked about this. So that's not a big like that's kind of a big duh to some some folks. But regardless, so according to this article, that's what this the things he's been trying to say to her which also again still sounds stupid like why would you have to be like in a hushed tones like Ray I'm force I'm force sensitive like okay you could just say that like that doesn't make any sense for them to even go that route anyway regardless um check out the the Lego Holiday Star Wars special if you so inclined to do so I hear it's pretty pretty cool or I hear it's alright that's it period next up all right, those looking to watch a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving can do so for free this year, courtesy of Apple TV. Courtesy. Apple TV Plus, right. Apple TV Plus will allow non-subscribers, how kind of them, to stream <laughs> classic Thanksgiving special between November 25th through November 27th. It's already on Apple TV Plus right now for subscribers, and it's going to be made free to stream for non-subscribers, again, from not, from November 25th through november 27th do you want me to take the next one too yes oh well i will say real quick well i guess it just, it'll just sort of go play off but so apple tv plus is on the apple tv app and you can find that everywhere the, uh there is a recently new app on the ps4 ps5 for apple plus for you know, for apple tv plus so if you did not know that, you can go to that. But then again, if you have a PS4 or PS5, you know this because they put it on your stupid dashboard and you can't take it off. Stupid huh. Sony. Um, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Peanut Specials, A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, the aforementioned, the aforementioned uh, A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and A Charlie Brown Christmas, which left their longtime home at ABC for Apple, will return to traditional television for some special airings this holiday season. In addition to streaming on their new home, Apple TV+, Plus, A Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and A Charlie Brown Christmas will air ad-free on PBS and PBS Kids on Sunday, November 22nd, and Sunday, December 13th, respectively, at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time and 6.30 p.m. Central Time? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a weird change, and but they're gonna, we're living in weird I'm, times. Huh? No, I, I was like, the, the, the article says local time. I'm like, no, it's Eastern Time. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, that, that 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 was actually weird. I didn't even notice that. But yeah, so it's going to be ad free, like you probably said, and yeah, PBS. So no longer on ABC, no longer on broadcast TV, but it is on a station that pretty much everybody can get to if you know your PBS stations. Um, you know, in in the myriad bunches of cable stations that more than likely you have. I'm pretty sure it's probably down there between 11 and 15 or something. I don't really know. Don't I don't, I don't know your cable people like that, but uh, yeah, so I guess, and so now I saw one article saying that this has something to do with that fan um, petition. I very much doubt that. Listen, if it had anything to do with it, that's welcome. I mean, you know? true. If it did, but also that I hate that that would lead credence to those stupid petitions working. Now, granted, this was a less stupid petition. Than some of those other ones that happen, uh, but at the same time, like okay, if that if that was the case, and this article doesn't necessarily say that, which is good, but I have seen another one that said has said that that case, whether it's true or not, I guess I don't know. So yeah, guess what? You can watch uh, Charlie Brown Christmas and Hot Thanksgiving specials uh, somewhere for free, which more likely you either already have them or you probably found other means to do so <laughs> quite likely um but yeah also um if you've read the and i don't know why i'm bringing this up but um but um GameSpot also had a similar article where i pretty much got this from that links to that deadline article that we just mentioned that says it's going to be on abc but we have never seen we have not seen any mention of that um so if, if if that GameSpot article is the only article you've seen that might possibly be a, uh, an error. Matter of fact, more than likely it's probably an error. Anyway, next up, uh, Doctor Who season 13 begins filming, reduces episode counts, uh, as the BBC confirms. So the 13th Doctor, companions, and crew are back on the Doctor Who set already, filming the series' highly anticipated season 13. So the 13th Doctor in season 13. That's lucky, right? Right. Um, Doctor Who officially began filming on November 2nd, as confirmed by the BBC in a recent press release and seen on the clapboard in the set photo um, below. Or if you're watching the video that you're watching right now, boom, there it is. So yeah, uh, the Doctor Who production crew also shared a message related to the upcoming season's overall length being shorter than prior seasons. Uh, Quote-unquote, with safety protocols in place, the Doctor Who team is now filming under the strict uh, industry and UK government guidelines to ensure the safety of all cast and crew. Uh, With the added time and protocols required, the team will be completing a total of eight episodes rather than the usual 11, as reported by the BBC. So, yeah, there you go. Next. All righty, next up, um, Wonder Girl TV series starring Latina Hero in the works at CEW. Yara Floor is the new Wonder Woman of DC's upcoming Future State publishing line. Uh, the CEW is working on a Wonder Girl TV series that will explore the back origin story of Yara Floor, the new Wonder Woman of DC's upcoming Future State publishing line. Notably, this will be the first Latina superhero in a DC TV series. As reported by Deadline, the series is being written by Daylin Rodriguez, herself the daughter of Cuban immigrants and co-executive producer of Queen of the South and Night Shift. Um, Mm. Rodriguez 
executive producing alongside, who else? Longtime DCCW producer Greg Berlanti. Under Berlanti Productions, the writer behind all those DCCW shows you know. Um, blah, blah, blah. Yara Floor, created by Future State, Wonder Woman writer, artist Joel Jones, is a Latina dreamer and daughter of an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river god. Okay. And if that sounds like a recipe for a superhero, that's because it most definitely is. Okay. And she yeah. discovers that she's Wonder Girl. I'm like, okay. I'm like, Wonder Girl's Donna Troy. Oh, no. Stop it. Well, no. <laughs> she's Wonder Woman, dang it. Oh, she's Donna Troy hadn't been Wonder Wonder Girl in quite some time now, but um, I was gonna say she's still Wonder Girl in the Titans show. That's the thing. So well, that's why I kind of find it funny that they just don't call her Wonder Woman if she's Wonder Woman in the Future State uh, series. You know what I mean? Right. So, but I guess I understand. You know, they they change it a little bit because they want to stress that she is young. Right, they're probably taking a, a younger version, a younger take. But then we have not even met this character properly yet, so this is so this is all running kind of fast. You know, I'm I'm not saying I'm not, not I'm not here for it, but I'm like, my point being, yeah, because they don't they obviously don't want confusion with Wonder Woman, even though she's technically the Wonder Woman in the future state. Right, that's why they're calling her Wonder Girl on the TV show. Right, so yeah, it is what it is. Um, but there's will be more news about that a little later, actually. Um, or something else along that lines. Uh, Black Lightning season four remotes uh, promotes Chantel Tui Grace's Chantel Tui's uh, Grace Choi to series regular. Thank you. I had to. Um, so yeah, Black Lightning is upgrading uh, Chantel Tui's uh, to season regular for season four. One of the season DC TV shows uh, to get a huge new status quo. Last season was Jefferson Pierce's secret-centric uh, series uh, that had previously been set outside of the main Arrowverse, which is now in the Arrowverse and whatever stupid name they call it now, which we won't be saying. It's going to be the Arrowverse forever, damn it. So, yeah, with uh, Crisis of Intervent Earth, y'all already know. Yeah, so all that got kind of put together. And, um, yeah, so now this character who was... Um, who is the love interest of uh, shoot 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 one of uh, uh, Black Lightning's daughters um, uh, in the series, which I need to catch up on. Now that I think about Anissa, thank you. Um, who is who's uh, Thunder? Huh? Best salt and pepper. Roddy Cat doing his best salt and pepper impression. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, the fun, the funny part about that still because that's actually the songs have actually been coming up related on the thing that I've been playing, but that's a whole other sad story. That's funny. But yeah, so Anissa Pierce, uh, aka Thunder, is a love interest, and in yeah, and um, that's been a whole great thing. So yeah, congrats to her. Next up, though, next up, the TV spinoff from Matt Reeves' upcoming DC movie, The Batman was first announced in July with Boardwalk Empire creator Terrence Winter set to be showrunner and main writer. However, it's now been reported that Winter has quit the show. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Winter Winter has left the HBO Max series because his vision for the drama did not match what Reeves and other producers had in mind. The site states that producers are now looking for a replacement showrunner. The series will focus on the corrupt police department in Gotham City. Okay. Want, want, which we kind of already had in Gotham, but I guess, you know, sure. 
And I think this is also going to be like a Batman Year One-ish thing tying into the Batman movie um, from what they've said in the past, I, I guess. Anyway, speaking of the uh, the Bat, Batman, Soul of the Dragon, exclusive official movie trailer. Have you seen this? I, I have. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's kind of... It, at first it was like, uh, but I'm like, all right, I, I'm sure. So, but anyway... Um, there is a de- debut trailer for Batman Soul of the Dragon, which is the next DC animated movie from Warner Brothers. Uh, it's going to be released uh, by Warner Home Entertainment on digital starting January 12th, 2021 on, you know, the, the, the places you'd find, figure fine. Uh, and January 26th, oh wait, actually, excuse me, the 20th, it's going to be released on 4K it's on in 4K on the 12th and Blu-ray on the 26th, which that's kind of weird. Regardless, um, is it is an R-rated for some violence and is an Elseworlds adventure set in the 1970s and features a funky score appropriate for the area. Also features uh, Richard Dragon, played by one Mark DeCoscos, Manny, and also on. Um, that is his, uh, off the top of that, right yeah. off the top. Yeah. Uh, also, Agents of Shield. Um, um, and also one Michael J. Wright White, who you might as well say he's reprising his roles as, as Dino, Black Dynamite, but he's playing uh, Bronze Tiger, which I believe he has played before. I think. Now that I'm thinking about it, wait, I might be. I, I should look that up. But regardless, and also uh, Lady Shiva, who I'm not sure who's playing her. But basically, uh, yeah, this is this is Batman and those three characters. Um, teaming up mm-hmm. uh, for us. Let me see. Actually, it does say uh, see. Duh, duh. Oh, Kelly Hugh. Okay. From, um, you know, uh, from uh, from uh, Young Justice and the X-Men and Arrow. You know her. So, yeah, that makes sense because I believe she has also played that role. Yeah, so it says here, yeah, Bronze Tiger, my, Michael J. J. White also played um, Bronze Tiger on Arrow. So, yeah, I knew I was right about that part. Um, and also, iconic character actor James Hong, Big Trouble in Little China, Blade Runner, voices their mentor, Old Sensei. Is that really his name? Old Sensei? What are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, okay. So, anyway, so there's, there's a, a few more notable voice actors in this. But, yeah, you should check out the trailer um, if you're interested. It, it seems like it might be something... It might be, seems like it might be kind of neat. That being said, mm-hmm. next up, all right. Next up, remember Wonder Woman 1984 was supposed to be released in June. A pandemic uh, hit though, so hmm. uh, it was rescheduled to August, then again to October, and once more to December. However, with COVID 19 cases surging across the U.S. and Europe. Um, theaters uh, closed in Europe again. Um, Now Wonder Woman 1984 is set to be released on Christmas in theaters and on HBO Max. Warner Brothers and HBO Max put a new trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 on YouTube. The trailer ends by revealing that the movie will be available for no additional charge to HBO Max subscribers on December 25th, 2020. It keeps its theatrical launch for that date, giving fans to see it on the big screen if they want to. It is also going to be available in Europe before, uh, I think two weeks before, 
um, in theaters, but uh, HBO Max is not available in Europe. It's important to note, however, that Wonder Woman 1984 will only be available on HBO Max for the first month of the movie's release. So get it while the getting's good if you got HBO Max, which did finally get to <laughs> Amazon Fire TV devices earlier this week. Thanks to Tim Dog 98 for the news on that, because that told me I needed to install HBO Max. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or, I don't know, get a PlayStation. Um, or a, a, an Xbox. But, you know, I know you don't want to do that just yet. Um, but, yeah. So, I, so the one part of that whole thing was the... You know, like, the majority of, uh, of uh, streaming devices are Amazon devices, right? Like, it's the vast majority. Uh, I mean, I know they got a lot of devices out there, yes. Mm-hmm. Vast majority. So, so, it was, like huge thing um it was a huge uh, subscriber base but also um, just as much got you know at this point just as many people got consoles with with those apps on it also but yeah i i do also recognize that yes amazon has a huge uh, base for their for those things mm-hmm. so uh but yeah but uh notably this article mentions about uh no extra charge um which might sound like a well, why would there be an, uh, an extra charge when you're already paying for a service? This might possibly I don't know if that was the uh, article writer saying that or you know or this, some press release might have said that, but that I wonder if that's kind of a dig at the fact that uh, Mulan was put under a paywall even under uh, Disney Disney Plus. Absolutely, I absolutely saw it as a shot at uh, at Disney Plus for doing that because. And, and and I would note that uh, unfortunately Mulan had to be the guinea pig, yeah, for, for the you know for that uh, for that you know essentially proving to not be um, that successful in terms of recouping some of the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, and it's worth noting this article says something that uh, Agent Seventy. Um, well, actually, I don't think it does say something like that. But Agent Seventy mentioned something prior to the show about um, them wanting to move. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 out of the way for Soul, which is releasing uh, on Disney Plus Christmas Day, because it was definitely was uh, uh, Wonder Woman was supposed to come out Wednesday, which I thought was still, which is still kind of a crazy thing. That's like, yeah, one, you know, a movie of that caliber, you know, moving out of the way of another thing on another streaming service platform and like this these are the times we're living in that that's kind of a thing which would normally happen you know like video games do that kind of all the time to kind of move out of the way of each other or and or movies or, or you know cart comic books does that also in certain cases so it's kind of weird that it happens for streaming services now um so yeah yeah so uh, that's two that's two big releases um, on Christmas Day, Wonder Woman and uh, Soul. Right. And I believe Tenet is supposed to be coming out at some point soon. Um, streaming service? Onto a streaming service. I believe so. I'm not sure. I thought I saw an article on that. I may be slightly mistaken. I mean, we knew it's been out for long enough to where it, it, at some point it's going to come there eventually. Or to mm-hmm. a streaming service eventually. But I thought I saw something that said it might be uh, by the end of this year. But I'm not entirely sure. Regardless, let's move on. Um, is this you or me? No, this is you. Okay. Sylvester Stallone joins the Suicide Squad. Um, which 
would be some surprising words to say if it wasn't for the fact that uh, James Gunn has already worked with Stallone on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But anyway, um, so yeah, both Sylvester Stallone and director James Gunn revealed on social media that Stallone would be joining the Suicide Squad. Um, and as I just mentioned, they, they worked together on Guardians of the Galaxy 2, playing, uh, uh, playing a Ravager, playing basically a Star Guard. Uh, wait, what was this? What the freak was his name? Um, well, his na- his actual name is Stargard Allgood, but we know him under another name in the comics. Uh, and that name that I, I'm Starhawk. Thank you. It was, if it wasn't for the fact that this the thing said it, then I would have totally forgot Starhawk, um, from the OG uh, Guardians. Uh, Gunn wrote on Twitter, always love working with my friend, this, uh, Sylvester Sloan and I work today on Suicide Squad was no exception. Uh, despite Sly being an iconic movie star, most people still don't have any idea what an amazing actor this guy is. Uh, that's, I feel like that's slightly hyperbolic, but you know what? Sloan, you know, is good for the things he's been good at. <laughs> you know, boxing movies and shooting. And let me stop. He said he's actually had some good turns in some other movies. I'm I'm not going to short, short shrift that man like that. So yeah, I was about to say over the top anyway um uh, you know throwing oh god (laughs) (laughs) anyway next up uh as we know uh uh, recently a few days worth of additional photography on Zack snyder's four-hour justice league took place uh, uh recently in order to flesh out some moments add a few shots and even deliver some brand new scenes um much of the cast returned for these sequences um, the catch for Ezra Miller, though, was that he wasn't stateside when these shots took place, as he is in England filming the third Fantastic Beasts movie. Um, in a new interview, Zack Snyder revealed that uh, this wasn't a problem because he was able to direct Ezra Miller from a Zoom meeting on the Fantastic Beasts set. Interesting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's sure. I'm just, you know, hey, Zoom, Skype is the way to is the way a lot of things are getting done these days. Um, well, unless you're looking at like Snapchat or Instagram or somewhere, where there are still crazy people around. But regardless, yeah, that's that's the thing. Sure. Uh, speaking of said Spider Snyder cuts, uh, there's a new Justice League Snyder cut trailer released in color. I guess. Sure. Uh, the new trailer has been revealed earlier in the black and white, which I think we did probably mention, and has been mm-hmm. reposted in full color. Uh, the trailer includes uh, a few previously unseen shots, including new glimpses of villain Darkseid. Fans have been asking for a release of Snyder Cut. You know, we already did this whole Snyder Cut business in the first place. And apparently there's another article, which I did not put in the thing, because who cares, uh, that Snyder wanted to release... Um, what is now to be a four one hour uh, shows into two movies, which I feel like it's probably something that's probably been said before anyway, or somewhere. I don't know, but regardless, I know that was some, that's what he, what he wanted to release, release it for. And somebody told him probably no and releasing it the way they're releasing it. So I guess it's not Snyder cut after all. Somebody else is getting up. Stop. Uh, regardless. Yeah. So the, um, it's, this is still a thing, folks. I don't know. Sure. Next up. 
All right, next up, Creed II director Stephen Caple Jr. is going to helm a new Transformers feature film for Paramount Pictures and Hasbro Studio. According to Deadline, Caple Jr. met with Paramount Motion Picture president Emma Watts and is at the top of the list for studio executives and producers to, to direct one of the new Transformers movies currently in development. Uh, that's interesting news. I wasn't that big a fan of Creed 2, but shout out to our man uh, at TimDog98 for posting this article for you know for, for putting this article together on CBR. I have not seen either of the Creeds, so I don't you know I have no I have no recall. And I dare say I guess he whoever this person is can't do worse than those other Transformers movies, <laughs> of which I haven't seen all of. Um, yeah, I, I I jumped off after uh, the second one. Yeah, that's that sounds like a logical place to do that. <laughs> once, once I saw the second one, I was like, I'm out. Yeah, it was it was pretty. Yeah, yeah, and I think and I, Mark Wahlberg was in. It, I was like, I'm really out. Mm, I'm yeah, out. that like, is fair. That you is know totally how fair. you know how out I was. <laughs> that's how out I was. I was wondering how you were going to incorporate that, but you know what? There we go. That was natural. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I there's part of me that still actually want to go through those stupid movies for some sick reason. Um, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but yeah, I will definitely let folks know. Also, I need these articles. I need. Uh, I know it's a sl- slow slash whatever news cycle or whatever the hell's going on that got y'all churning out all kind of articles. But I need y'all to start with these stupid theories uh, about stuff that, that, that. And it's holidays. Things are slowing down a little bit. So no, it's not even just in. It's just in pandemic in, in general has been like you've seen like. Well, obviously, you know, this stuff slowed out for that re- for those reasons anyway. But these are some of these articles that have been coming out on stuff that has nothing to do with nothing. Although some of them are entertaining, and it's like, all right, cool. But I'm like, what does that have to do with anything going on? You know. But at the same time, hell, we've revisited stuff that that has nothing to do with. Well, actually, that's not true either because most of the stuff we've revisited has, has has currently come back into play in comics. But hey, so take that anyway. Um, first Tom and Jerry movie trailer brings back the age of mindless cartoon violence yes folks there's another there's a new Tom and Jerry movie and uh, that will debut in 2021 uh, this says here a big screen debut but I feel like there was another Tom and Jerry movie at some point in the like the 90s or something maybe like a uh, and yes, I think this is going to be one of those hey, their cartoons of playing with live action, a la you know Space Jam and those other movies uh, type situation. And this article gives a rundown of uh, what the trailer has in it. But you know what? You can read that or watch that even for yourself. We do find out that apparently Michael Pena from Ant Man is going to be here in the movie, rather, and Chloe Grace Moretz. Ooh, wasn't that uh, Hit Girl? Mm. It was Hit Girl. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, and the movie is going to be set to premiere in theaters on March 5th, 2021. So there you go. Next. Right. I was about to say, uh, this is my response to Roddy Cat about me not being able to fit in the sound effect for uh, Jazz 
getting chucked out of the bank's um, mansion. Uh, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response to that. Uh, um, the All last right. story. We well played. Have, well played. The last story we have is actually a, a piece over at Screen Rant that is a complete explanation of the Star Trek timeline. So I'm not going to go through all of it because yeah. it's definitely something you have to uh, digest on your own and go through uh, and see the various places where these uh, movies uh, fit in, including the Kelvin timeline. Right. And, you know, being, you know, the start of Star Trek Discovery being a current thing, uh, which I still need to watch uh, or finish watching. Uh, you know, yeah, this is kind of breaks it down, all that kind of stuff, starting from Enterprise on up. So go check that out if you're so interested. And now we move over into the comic book news. We're going to transition. I would love for us to actually have a transition, like a, a visual transition, but I'm not entirely sure how to do well, I know how to do it, but I'm just too lazy to actually learn how to properly do it. Anyway, that's... That we're supposed to get done during pandemic, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were talking about... That was the thing we were talking about before uh, before the show. Yeah, the projects Listen, to be done. We all have... We all have you, know, uh, you know, I was I was counseling uh, uh, Roddy Cat earlier about just trying to get the little things, some little things done, but I also have to say, and in addition to that, sometimes you have bursts of productivity and creativity so i can tell you that i cut a bunch of sound drops over the last couple of weeks just because i felt i just i had a uh, i had this feeling of you know uh that that our sound effects had gotten a little stale obviously we're kind of uh, going back to some of them over and over again so i needed to get some more into the rotation so we've already debuted quite a few new uh new sound drops in tonight's episode hmm yeah, I mean, and you know, Ryder Cat there wasn't necessarily you know struggling on on how to do projects, but it was just we were just talking about a conversation that um, that I was talking about a couple of days ago when I was streaming elsewhere uh, uh, about that kind of stuff, and you know, people trying to do things while current at this point, as opposed to earlier during Curvyet, where you know, time was <laughs> less extract was was more of an extract concept. Right. Um, you know, at the beginning, that's when people were trying to figure out what in the world to do when they could have been doing so. But we realize that's neither here nor there. Here we are with the news, and I will go ahead and reiterate again, like I said earlier, that um, solicitations for February 2021, you can see those in the show notes, uh, or at least a couple of them from the big two and, a, and someplace else, um, are in the show notes. You can check that out. But we start off with SpaceX astronauts brought Baby Yoda to the International Space Station, apparently. <laughs> So, um, let's see, SpaceX crew, SpaceX Cruise One's, SpaceX's Crew One, an international crew of NASA astronauts en route to the International Space Race, has revealed that the child, aka Baby Yoda, is is a stowaway. Uh, the footage was captured by the Verge's science writer, uh, Lauren Gresh, and there's some video to the tweet, uh, or there's a tweet, um, uh, that goes along with this, and you can check out. But basically, um, <laughs> the baby Yoda was used as a zero, zero G indicator. 
because you know once they got to you know zero g gravity you can you know it's just like they need to i guess i don't know if they necessarily needed it but hey, you can see in that video that it's just kind of floating there you know it was cute it was like all right sometimes i like to see some of that stuff from you know nasa footage you know i think they also yeah we may not have talked about this but they they did this also with a stuffed dinosaur like a a, a while back so right and you know what's funny mm. uh with regards to the SpaceX um, uh, launch, you know, it being the first privatized, uh, you know, private vehicle um, mm-hmm. uh, launch vehicle into, into in, you know, uh, taking astronauts, taking NASA astronauts into space to the space station. Um, it's funny that I, I, I saw a tweet from Walt Simonson saying that um, he and uh, Louise Simonson, his wife, had done a treatment on a Fantastic Four movie that hewed pretty closely to the original uh, Fantastic Four origin, and it was uh, turned down because it was deemed unlikely that there would be a private uh, 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 a rocket launch into space. <laughs> um, obviously, this is some time ago, uh, well before SpaceX. So right. uh, imagine if they incorporated SpaceX into an updated origin for the Fantastic Four now. Oh. I feel like that's probably something that would absolutely happen given some of the things that they've already put into the Fantastic Four and other Marvel stuff. Absolutely. I think so. I think so. We're writing this movie for you. Pretty much. And yes, the Simonsons being prescient. (laughs) So shout out. Shout out to them. All right, next up. Next up. Uh, Hot Toys' premium Miles Morales figure includes the winter costume and Spider-Cat. This is specifically referring to the PS5 video game. Yes, because in the video game, we've talked about this and we've seen that there's a um, Spider-Cat, which is a part of a suit that Miles ends up getting in the thing. I still haven't played it. I do have the game. I don't. I have still haven't played it yet. But um, but now we get a figure from that universe. Uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, if you're watching the video, you can see the the pictures of it. You see, you know, uh, Miles in his Spidey suit and you got Spider Cat in, in his back. He's, I dare say it again. He's packing a cat in the back of the backpack and mm-hmm. packing a cat in the back of the pack. <laughs> if you know that reference from Big Pun, then you're all right with me. It is also Hot Toys, so you know this is not a cheap action figure. Exactly, and highly detailed, as you can see in these pictures. Um, so, yeah, and you can see he's got his little scarf and a window hat in one picture, and then he's got his, uh, what I'm assuming, his Venom Blast Waves, and this next one that I guess will probably be a Kutramah that'll, that'll go along with him. This won't be out until 2022, though, so there's some time. Yep. Save up money for this. Yeah, and I'm, and as and yeah, and I don't think there's a price for it right now because obviously this is just you know just the first yeah. one shots. Yep, thirty points of articulation, folks. This will not come cheap. Uh, it says ten pairs of interchangeable hands, including pairs with web slinging motions and fists. All you uh, have to know is that it's hot toys. Yep, pretty much. It also features four pairs of interchangeable lenses. So yeah, yep. details. Next up. Um, also in, in Miles figure news, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse gets the Marvel Legends figure, uh, le- treatment, excuse me. So, in spring 2021, uh, Miles, Spider-Gwen, and Peter B. Parker are all going to get 
and Spider-Ham, I guess, by proxy, um, are going to be in the next wave of Marvel Legends figures. And the Prowler as well. Did and the, the Prowler. Prowler. Yeah, I didn't see the rest of it. I didn't look to see what's in the list. Of, but, and apparently the Builder figure is still Still man. man! I saw this wave. I can talk a little bit more about this as well, if, you, okay. if there's anything you have to add well I was just going to say that uh, unless maybe because I didn't see let's see Prowler Speed of B why is there no live live Octavius why or why was that not the the builder figure I'm not sure to be honest and you know who the other figures in this wave are who there's an army builder. It's not technically an army builder because they didn't charge you less for it, but the hand ninja, which I ordered a bunch of. Because mm. <laughs> uh, we all need hand ninjas, man. I, that's a sentence you never thought you'd hear, but sure, yes. You know? Um, and the other character, because we did mention um, uh, the prowler as well as the builder figure being stilt man. The other figure is, believe it or not, frog man. Eugene something or other. Really? Yes. It's actually a pretty cool looking figure, but I can't believe they did a frogman. <laughs> so. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about digging into the into the depths of the character uh, 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 roster. Um, wait, refresh my memory. There's a Puma figure, right? There is. It's, it's been around for a while. It was in the Kingpin, Pin, Kingpin Build-A-Wave figure. That was one of the names I was trying to f- remember when uh, when I was talking about that Marvel Voices. Uh, oh. he, there's, there's not an article. I mean, there's not. A, he didn't have a thing, but he was mentioned. But right. I, I saw gonna... him. I saw him in that Watcher image. Right. I saw a picture of the Puma Thomas Fireheart. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. So this, I, I, you know what? I'm probably going to get at the very least a couple of these figures. Yeah, I pre-ordered the Peter B. I pre-ordered the Miles and the Gwen, uh, and I and and I and I got a bunch of the the hand ninjas. I, I'm not, I'm not keen on what they did with the 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 movie Prowler. Yeah, like the gauntlets. I don't like the figure, mm. and I don't really care to build a stilt man, even though it would be kind of interesting. So yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm going to have a whole bunch of the leg extensions because of extra hand ninjas, so. <laughs> anyway, any that's any cool. more on this? Uh, no, that's that's pretty yeah, much it. I mean, good. you see the Peter B's got a uh, got a soda with him and not a slice of pizza that he lost on his way to the Spider-Verse and all that kind of stuff. But, but, matching shoes. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, wait. I didn't see that. Hold on. Yeah, he's got mismatching shoes. <laughs> nice. Yep. Wet pants. Yep. The whole the whole kit. It's actually yeah, listen, for, for anyone here who is interested in doing um whatchamacallit, uh, uh action figure comic book art, you know, which is like uh photographs of uh action figures and like action poses and people mm-hmm. post them up and you know, people really do a lot of cool work with that. Um more often than not, if you want the best most accurate looking figure you're going to be spending some dough on especially if it's like hot toys but if what you want is like a decent amount of accuracy and 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 a reasonable price you can't go wrong with the well-done marvel legends figure and that's generally what a lot of people use true and i'm just a collector i'm not an acba guy so i'm just a collector i like having you know figures to to kind of reenact cool things on a shelf 
So yeah, and I'm not even that. I just like, hey, these are figures I like for, for characters I like. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, in between, I'm in between the 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 the, 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 the hardcore got to have everything, and you know, uh, cherry picking the ones that I want. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like right in between them. So. Right, and of course you got Miles in his jacket, and you know that whole get up from uh, from from the end of Spider Verse when he when he kind of kind of comes into it, um, and uh, Gwen is mostly the same figure, but the head sculpt is different. That's the key. Right, I was going to mention that, and the fact that uh, Spider Gwen comes with a Spider Ham figure. Right, right, which believe it or not is the second Spider Ham Marvel Legends figure. Hmm, that is weird. The first one was based off the comic version. So. Of course. So there you go, Tom. Check that out, Angelizzi. We know. I got a feeling if these are if this is like some of those other ones, it's probably going to go. Some of those figures are going to go relatively fast. Probably all of them, but well, I we can safely say that at least those three are probably going to go fairly fast. Um, whenever that comes. Actually, wait. Does it say when it comes out? Soon. It says twenty twenty one. I know, but. Like early 2021. Yeah, spring 2021. Okay, so no exact date, but I'm, I'm pre-orders are probably going to be sometime soon. So I was about to say minority. So oh, okay. um, they're oh. available on Amazon and they're available on Hasbro Pulse and Entertainment Earth. And yeah, I'm going to. I guess I know what I'll be doing after the show. Um, next up, though. Uh, next up, Star Wars Squadrons, the hit game from Electronic Arts Motive Studio, is. Keeping its promise to the fans, on Wednesday, the developer announced a pair of major new updates for the VR-compatible spaceflight simulation, and they're going to be absolutely free. Better still, upgrades include the fan-favorite B-Wing Starfighter. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, because we just talked about this, like, what, a week yeah. or two ago, uh, about, you know, the Star Wars 9 It's been used, and I think I did say, even then, I thought it was in um, this game already, but apparently it was not. But we also said that the games have used uh, the B wings more than the the uh, the shows and movies. So mm. there you go. Right, titled Update 3.0, the new content arrives on November 25th. There's only a few days from now. Mm. It will include Foster Haven, based on the very first location visited in the single player campaign. Developers say that it has been updated since the game is launched and offers cramped combat inside its distinctive dockyards and plenty of action in open space. Okay, congratulations for all of you folks playing Star Wars Squadrons. We'll get you there soon, sir. We're probably not. But, um, yeah, also, I think you said that it also comes with a TIE Defender. I mean, a, a TIE Defender oh, is also coming in. Not, it. That's cool. Yeah. So, cool. Next up, though, um, Old Man Avengers Assemble uh, for Marvel Wastelanders audio series. Um, Marvel Comics has announced several audio series that will premiere as a part of the publisher's partnership with audio streaming service Series XM to create original podcasts and audio dramas based on uh, characters and concepts. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this previously. Alongside nonfiction podcasts, uh, Marvel and Sirius will launch Wastelanders, uh, which kind of sounds like the EastEnders, weirdly enough. But anyway, um, a multi-part scripted audio series that explores the desolate alt-future continuity of Old Man Logan, uh, assembling a team of older Avengers to traverse the dystopian world. Um, uh, though Marvel's announcement doesn't reveal much about the story, it does name Old Man Star-Lord, Grey Widow, uh, Old Man Hawkeye, 
and Old Man Wolverine as characters appearing in the series. So, yeah, that's that's a thing. Uh, and they mentioned uh, Avengers of the Wasteland, which was a fairly recent uh, um, uh, comic book that I think just ended, I think. That had other characters to to appear out um, outside of any of these ones mentioned, because none of them showed up. Um, let's see. It is expected. Oh wait, ahead of Wastelanders, um, which is expected to premiere in twenty twenty one, Marvel will launch a pair of series uh, XM exclusive podcasts. So there, the first one is Marvel Method, which in which uh, rapper and comic fan Method Man interviews celebrity guests about fandom music. And more with playing guests including DMC, Killer Mike, uh, Jamila Hill, and others. Uh, the first episode of Marvel Method is now available. And then on December 8th, uh, Series XM will premiere Marvel's Declassified, in which uh, hosts Lorraine Sink and Evan Narciss uh, explore the history of Marvel Comics through quote unquote unique access to writers, artists, editors and industry insiders who have shaped key storylines and witnessed firsthand the historical shifts within the comic industry. Uh, and Marvel's other podcasts will also be available on series XM. Boy, I wish some of those would be um, available outside. Cause I would be interested in hearing some of them without having to subscribe to series XM, which I'm never going to do. Anyway, all right. There you go. Next. Next up, uh, earlier this week, Hasbro teased an upcoming collaboration with Marvel Comics that would see the X-Men crossover with the Transformers. On Tuesday, they revealed that crossover. Transformers Generations, Transformers Collaborative, Marvel Comics X-Men Mashup, Ultimate Expanse. It turns the Blackbird jet from X-Men the Animated Series into an X-Men-themed Transformer. The set also comes with Wolverine and Sabretooth as they appeared in the show. Announced on the Transformers Facebook page, Hasbro says of the collectible, the Transformers Collaborative presents the next exciting, with the X's uh, capitalized, uh, mashup. The iconic X-Jet from the X-Men animated series is now a Transformers robot called Ultimate Expanse. Unlike the Sentinels, this robot is the ultimate mutant ally. Okay. So yes, if you're watching the the video, you can see the uh, the the jet, which is uh, Cyclops. Some would say Cyclops Blue, um, and the, the figures that come along with it. You see it transform as the Blackbird, which is blue in this for some strange reason, uh, and also you know transformed, which also looks like Cyclops, <laughs> and of course. Um, yes, I will probably get the stupid figure and probably be, read whatever crossover this is. Uh, this is inevitably going to happen because there will be an actual uh, animated, uh, there will be a comic book, I believe, that was said. Because it's funny because when I saw this article, I saw the headline for this. I'm like, now watch there be, um, I watched there be a figure to go along with the thing. As I've said many times in the past with these uh, with these Transformers crossovers, and sure enough, I was not right, wrong. <laughs> Which again, like that's been the mo, so that's kind of a thing. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but yeah, you can get those. those that'll be on sale in March um, of next year. I hate it, but I'm probably going to get it. Okay. 
Next up, though, uh, Juggernaut finally. Well, we can skip past that one because we already talked about that one. The whole thing with his new armor and whatnot. So we're going to move past that one and say that Thor really reveals what's what Thor reveals what's really wrong with Mjolnir, which is pretty much spoilers for last week's story nine, which uh, Agent Seventy kind of talks a little bit about. Um, and yeah, he didn't necessarily go through this part, if I'm not mistaken, but it has something to do with the reason why he's uh, the Don Blank, the Don Blake uh, persona's come back into play, and uh, some shenanigans that's going on with uh, his Guardian Magic. Right, and it's why, and it's essentially why Yon um, is getting harder and harder for him to deal with. So, right. So again, if you still want to not be spoiled by that, we won't do that here. Um, but yeah, there you go. I still have yet to read that issue, but yeah, sure. Next up, though, writer Jed McKay, who we are a fan of, mm-hmm. and Carlos Magno will team up in 2021 for Avengers Mech Strike, a new five issue limited series in which several Avengers will don powerful suits of battle armor to take on an alien foe. Judging by the cover art for Avengers Mech Strike number one by Kay Zama. Uh, Avengers getting in on the big robot business will include Captain America, Thor, Captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Hulk, Black Widow, Black Panther, and naturally Iron Man. What do Thor, Captain Marvel, and the Hulk need with big mech suits? <laughs> Those three specifically. Everyone else, they need them. Those ah. They waste to every mech that we've seen, including Voltron. Whatever, man. So, it's mechs. Come on. I like mechs. Trust me. I'm the one that loves the mech uh, anime, but, you know, we're talking about Thor, Captain Marvel, and the Hulk. You know, you think Carol needs a a mech suit? Uh, Hulk? I mean, Bruce Banner, maybe. You know, we saw that with the Hulkbuster. But anyway, a uh brand new enemy has emerged in the Marvel Universe, and even Earth's Mightiest Heroes are no match against it, really reads Marvel's official description of Avengers Mech Strike. But the Avengers aren't so easily beaten. And when new threats arise, powerful new tools must be brought to bear. Suiting up in high-tech individualized armor, the Avengers stand ready for one of their greatest battles yet in the extraordinary new comic series, Avengers Mech Strike. It continues, Avengers Mech Strike will kick off a bold new age of action-packed Avengers battles that will send shockwaves throughout the comic book industry and beyond. Is there a Transformers crossover in the works? It won't be the first time. I mean, we, we, I feel like we, yes, we probably know that's coming, especially since those are, we already know about there's a, there's one with the X-Men. So I probably so, um, but you had me at mech suit. You had me at, you know, those, I wouldn't be surprised if this thing trans did a Voltron like transformation these days (laughs) at this point. And but also I was going to say originally though that this feels like this is something that probably would have already come out in a in a Japanese version of uh, the, the the Avengers, mm-hmm. if it hasn't already. I don't know. I, like I wouldn't be even surprised if it hasn't. But apparently this would have mentioned it's it. Two thousands. Yeah. Wait, two thousand. The early two thousands. Okay. Yeah. I think so. it was a, a mech style Avengers Assemble uh, title. I have to look that up. Like, I think it was like the uh, the Marvel manga stuff. See, even this article says says that if we're really lucky, they'll be combiners. So, see, I don't know who wrote this article, but shout out to you, George Marston, because you're you're here with me. You are here with me. Um, 
but yeah, like, yeah, it sounds kind of cheesy, but, and yeah, there's probably going to be a tour line to go along with it. And I, I may or may not potentially think about getting it. Um, but you know what? Big make action Avengers. Sure. Why not? I'm, 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 as long as it's, I can't say it's going to be a plausible story because already it's kind of out, you know, out the window. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Like, yes, I'm kind of agree- in agreement with you. Like, yeah, some of those people don't need mechs, but come on, you cannot just have <laughs> an Avenger squad who's like, well, I guess you can because they have, but regardless, mech suits, period. That's all I got to say. Mech suits. Moving right along. Um, whoops. So, in some news that'll probably be uh, of um, some joy to Agent 70. Marvel event Annihilation to be revisited in February's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the modern version of the Guardians of the Galaxy was born out of the 2006-2007 Marvel Comics event Annihilation, of which uh, we have talked about uh, previously a few months ago. Um, speaking of COVID projects. And in uh, February 2021's Mark, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 11, the Guardians will revisit where it all started in a quest to find out what to do next, which actually makes sense with what, everything that's been going on in that book mm-hmm. lately and with what we know that's, I guess, coming. Uh, but anyway, and I guess I think we might have actually called this one, too, in a kind of a sense, because the next line is, the gods are coming. The Olympian gods are returning to our universe, and they're taking their exile uh, at Peter... Quill's hand very personally reads Marvel's solicitation for this issue uh, to stop them. The Guardians return to the place uh, the team was born. That's the modern version of the team, uh, but uh, we'll be facing their past in the annihilation war. war. But will facing their past in the annihilation war help them survive their future? So I believe when we when we that whole thing went down with uh, Peter's death and uh, the the Olympian gods kind of coming back in this in kind of coming back from whatever wait what was it was it that avengers event yeah no road home i think yeah no road home uh that happened then at the end of that and we found out that they were back and then they ended up coming back in in guardians uh we knew we kind of felt like something was going to be set up with all of that mess and sure enough you know at the very least some more of that is happening here if not this is was what the setup setup was and i believe that no road home was was an Al Ewing joint, if I'm not mistaken. I may be wrong about that, but I feel like that probably was. So, it all, but yeah, it's hard to remember. Yeah, um, but regardless, yeah. So they're coming back again, and it's it's leading to this and annihilation again, which we um, have talked about a few months ago on this very show. Uh, it's going to be get picked up back up as a thing. So and yeah, and it is worth noting that there was a sequel called. Uh, like this is the first time the Marvel has revisited Annihilation. Uh, the last time was a sequel called Annihilation Scourge uh, that picked up some of the events of that event, including a, a, a bizarre team-up of Annihilus and Nova. So, yeah, there you go. Next. Next up, Marvel's Voices Legacy Number 1 cover reveal. So Marvel's Voices started as a much-needed podcast hosted by Angelique Rocher, highlighting creators who are traditionally forced to the margin of mainstream comic books. Then in February 2020, it grew into focused comic issues featuring brand new work by those same creators. Today, Siffy 
sci-fi fangirls is thrilled to be able to share the exclusive reveal for Marvel's Voices Legacy number one. The cover is courtesy of Torin Clark and Jesus R. Aburtov, and the book itself will feature writers like Ho Che Anderson, um, Danny Lohr, Nendi Okorafor, uh, Tochi Onyebuchi, and uh, Stephanie Williams, and Mohal Mohali Machigo, among others. And you can be ready to see, and you can be sure to see art from Sean Hill, um, Valentine Delandro, Ken Lashley, Chris Allen, and more. Yeah, so good stuff. And congrats to Stephanie Williams on this. Uh, not that Stephanie Williams, but, you know, it's just, it's people on Twitter know who that is. Know who that is. Who's also had a successful start for her uh, her living single and uh, Marvel Heroes mashup thing, which looks pretty cool. Amongst um, other things she's doing. Uh, next up, though, Vixen. Actually, I think also related to her. Now that I think about it, uh, Vixen takes center stage in DC's new digital first series, Truth and Justice. Uh, this January, the ideas of truth and justice, concepts synonymous with DC's heroes from the golden age of comics to the present day, are the foundations of for a new anthology comic book series, Truth and Justice. Uh, this series continues in the tradition of popular DC titles such as Adventures of Superman, Sensation Comics, and Legends of the Dark Knight, exploring the length and breadth of DC's rich character history. In addition, the series uh, will serve as a platform for new emerging storytellers to reveal their takes on popular DC characters. Uh, Truth and Justice debuts digitally on January 8th, 2021, with the first of three ninety-nine cent weekly stories, which will be collected in, as a 40-page print issue available February 16th, 2021. Uh, Vixen makes her Truth and Justice entrance with a story by Jeffrey Thorne, uh, from a bunch of places with cro- with art by Chris Cross, not the group, and Jordy uh, Jordy Tarag- Taragona. Excuse me. Glad to see Chris Cross doing American work. He'd been doing a lot of European work for a long time. Right, right. Um, so yeah, so Vixen is starting off the the thing, and it sounds like it's going to go into other characters. Um in that so cool like I said on Twitter always good to see more Vixen stuff next up alright this is mild spoilers for people who don't want to know what is going to happen in DC Future State this is straight out of uh, DC February 2021 solicitations this is about what happens to Tim Drake in the Future State event uh, spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert Tim's going to be killed by the magistrate the merciless law enforcement organization that has taken over Gotham City in the future and banned vigilantism. However, Tim doesn't stay dead for long thanks to the dangerous and supercharged Lazarus resin, the the regenerative super drug the magistrate plots to use to bestow immortality upon its forces. That is now flowing through his veins, but he's got to uh, recover enough of his fragile psyche as a result of this resurrection in order to complete his mission to blow the sky convoy carrying the drug. So, obviously, much like the Lazarus Pit, the Lazarus Resin does not come without paying a high cost. Yes. You know, it's a, Tim, you know using it doesn't come without a high cost. Right. Tim Drake, uh, 
some would say, has become outlawed, would have become outlawed. Oh, no. Yeah. But, hey. Yeah, that's, there you go. Uh, next up, uh, back to some Wonder Girl news. Uh, DC's Brazilian Wonder Girl lands first post-Future State comic series. Uh, Yara Flora, the Brazilian uh, Wonder Woman and star of Future State Wonder Woman, will be the first DC hero to get her own post-Future State series titled Wonder Girl. Um, and then it kind of goes back to talking about the, the, the series that we talked about earlier. Um, but uh, let's see. We will eventually discover that there are connections to the other tribes of the Amazons that we have established. Superman Group editor Jamie S. Rich said regarding Yara Flor in Future State. Yara does have some connection to the Amazons, and part of what we'll discover in her origin is what activates her position, what makes her Wonder Woman at this time. Uh, she's from Brazil, but was an immigrant from to America. Um... So yeah, there's that, uh, and of course, it's gonna go into how she relates to Diana and other Amazons. Um, this mentions Nubia for some reason, and that uh, that thing they're doing. But yeah, so yeah, apparently she's going to get uh, her own post uh, Future State uh, comic series, and it goes back to the Wonder Girl thing. Next up. All right, so this is spoilers for Batgirl issue number 50 that's out this week, I guess? Uh, last week, I think. Last... Yeah. Oh, six days. I see when this article was posted. Okay. So this is still spoiler territory for people who are still behind on their reading. Um, so uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, apparently, Batgirl, a.k.a. Oracle, is the perfect person to be a dungeon master because apparently... She was playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with her friends Black Canary, Huntress, Orphan, and Spoiler. And uh, she was the uh, dungeon master in their D&D game uh, held in Batgirl number 50. Mm-hmm. So and now actually makes me want to go back and... Um, go. Exactly gonna, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, gonna go back and check that out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then the rest of the article goes on about how, you know, Barbara is perfect for being the manager because of, you know, her skill set and everything. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Um, also, a reminder that, well, that that's, doesn't matter, but that Avengers Marvel snapshot came out this week. I meant to check it out, but I didn't. But um, I don't know. Those snapshot things are, are a thing. So... Anywho, uh, Batman reveals how Gotham's newest villain earned his name, and that's from this week's uh, Batman 103, of which um, uh, Agent 7 has kind of already mentioned so a little bit about. I don't know if you mentioned this part, though. I don't remember. Uh, Basically, it just remembers how Ghostmaker... This article goes into how Ghostmaker got his name. Oh, yeah, I didn't didn't want to spoil everything. Yeah, I mean, I I still won't say it here, but basically this article kind of goes into how that happens. But let's just say there's some similarities to to the bat, uh, according to what this says. Uh, Next up, though. Uh, You can meet Kari Andrews' 10-minute teen superhero, Erratic, and according to Roddy Cat, uh, this character looks like Red Locust from Champions. It does. What if you be a superhero with superpowers and all, 
but could only do it for 10 minutes a day? Well, one superhero can, Erratic. Um, Kari Andrews, well known for his vibrant and raw work on Marvel's Iron Fist, has created his own superhero, a 15-year-old hero who can only use his powers for 10 minutes at a time. Uh, and must use the other 23 hours and 15 minutes a day to rest up. Okay. So this is already... Oh, no, this will be out December 2nd from AWA Studio. Right. Okay. Which, again, kind of sounds like Red looks like Red Locust, but, you know. Um, and that, yeah, that Kari Andrews' uh, Iron Fist was actually pretty good. We got um, pay from that one. Um, he wrote and drew. It was good stuff. I, I, uh, I, uh, I met him once, and uh, he was very happy to hear that uh, we were enthusiastic about his uh, Iron Fist run. Nice. Um, last but not least, um, come on. Thank you. Uh, Joe Quesada plays uh, homages Sean Connery's uh, 007 in tribute art. So Joe Quesada, uh, executive vice president and creative director of Marvel Entertainment and creator of Event Comics, uh, posted posted, uh, tribute artwork to the late Sean Connery. The piece was done during a recent Drink and Draw Social Club episode, which Quesada hosts. Uh, Drink and Draw is a group of American comic book uh, artists who, as the name suggests, record themselves drinking, drawing, and talking about comic books, art, and movies. And I will say here that a lot of times if you go to a uh, comic book convention or remember when we used to go to comic book conventions, they would have these Drink and Draw uh, sessions at some of them. I know I've, I've kind of walked through a couple at Heroes Con, mm. um, which was kind of cool. Anyway, um, Tuesday's episode, which actually I did not know they had a podcast and everything. I might have to check this out. But Tuesday's episode was focused on Sean Connery, who uh, just passed at the end of uh, October at the age of 90. And if you are watching the video, which sometimes maybe you should, you should check out the piece because it looks pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, it is him in, in front of the, um, the, the DB5. And uh, with his gun out and a pair of legs sticking out the the, the passenger's window, um, you know, you know how Bond rolls, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so check that out right there. And uh, we have come to the end of the the news and the bar proxy this here show. Uh, but first, uh, an ad read, please, sir. Our last ad reader of the night is from Amazon. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit cspn.us, then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, etc. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment... That helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. And as we head off into the sunset with this here episode of the Comic Book Chronicles, thank you each and every one of you for coming out. Uh, We will be back next week as we normally do. 9.30-ish p.m. Uh, Well, yeah. Eastern Time on um, uh, uh, 
which I forgot to say this earlier now that I think about it, we're on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles. And we're also live on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash uh, click nation. Or the click nation. But yeah. Wait. The click nation. There we go. I don't know why I've been doing this all the time. I was like, wait, hold on. What's going on? Uh, but, um, but that being said, I have been Rodicat. You can find me at Rodicat on Twitter. You can find me at News News Need on Twitter. You can also find me on uh, CB Caps on Instagram. If I can get these, um, trying to figure out what's going on with this show. So there you go. You can see, yeah, got a nice little, um, yeah. Uh, lower thirds going on. Hey, you can also find Agent Seventy on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, PC underscore Dirt on Twitter. PopCultureNet on Twitter. PopCultureNetwork.com and also the lights there in. And I guess he's still doing bite the Vine replacement thing under comic reviews. No vowels. Uh. Last but not least, the Osiris that is ish, Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8. You can find him at that on Twitter. You can find him at CB Cron on Twitter, which is the Combo Chronicles uh, Twitter account. Uh, the Click Nation on Twitter. That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, all one word. But also the um, but also theclicknation.com. And, of course, that YouTube channel that I've already mentioned um, therein. But you can also find him under at uh, Tim. Well, actually, he goes by his actual name on Comic Book Resources, where he's over there writing his face off. So go get that man some clicks, read the stuff. He does. He's doing some pretty good work over there. Uh, you can find this here podcast on the Cold Slither Podcast Network. That's CSPN.us. Yes, he said do it today in case you didn't catch that. I'm not sure what's going on with Agent 70's audio right now. But um, uh, you can also find this here podcast on your podcast personal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, a.k.a. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Cold Slither Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Um, yeah, like I said, we, we're here every Thursday, 9.30 p.m. on the, the places that we mentioned. Thursday. Except for next Thursday. Thank you very much. Because as uh, we said earlier, next week is Thanksgiving uh, here in the States. And we will, you know, probably not be with family or whatever the case, but we're just going to take the night off one way or the other for the holiday. I mean, we're probably going to be gathering with the closest family or like anyone else who's like in kind of like a pod. So, yeah, or over Zoom or whatever the case may be, or however, however that's. Well, we'll be doing our best to gather with, but but still staying staying safe. Yeah. Or some of us will be staying home and, you know, chilling. Like, you know, something. We don't know. Who knows? But we will, however. While there will not be an episode uh, that night, there will be an episode that week because we will probably record the following day on Friday. So if you'd like joining us live, you can catch us on Friday night next week as opposed to Thursday night of next week. Uh, But we will be putting this out on Twitter, you know, when we go live as we normally do. Because I'm, as I said earlier, I 
as well as Roddy Cat are looking, you know, we're both looking forward to the end of Ten of Swords, and we'll see what happens with that. So Yeah, we don't want to put that off for another week. Yep. Amongst other things, but, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And with that, folks, this has been the Combo Chronicles. Peace. Peace, one. <laughs>